We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Points north, south, east, and west. You're listening to the Beamish and Finley program on a kind of murky Tuesday morning. In the D.C. area, I'm out in Ashburn, Virginia, preparing for Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew to hold their end-of-season press conference for the Commanders. B. Mitch holding it down in the Navy Yard studios. What up, B? Chilling, brother. What's happening with you? Man, I was fired up to watch that football game last night. I was thinking about um, Jeff was talking about going to MGM. I was interested in that. I talked to B's about going to meet him over at Crystal City Sports Pub. I talked to my boy Skip about meeting them over at Congressional. Then I didn't realize it was a 7.30 kickoff, which just snuck up on me, and there was no yeah. way I was going to get anywhere in time. And then that game was over by 8.15. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I basically say this. Um, Georgia is Alabama <laughs> from the last 10, 15 years now. Uh, they could probably go three in a row. Uh, once that game started up, uh, the TCU, they were overwhelmed. Uh, they came into that game a little wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, and then they realized, like, damn, I thought we were – remember I said that? I thought TCU was a track team. They're a, they're a high school track team. Georgia, yeah, I mean, Georgia is a, uh, the U.S. Olympics track team. <laughs> so they just – it had too much for them, and uh, it was a blowout. 65-7, to seven. Huh. That's, that's tough. I mean – And you saw let, the guy let, that bet $3.1 million on TCU? Good. Is that Mattress Mac? I don't know. He was dressed all in TCU stuff, so I couldn't tell yeah. if he was or not. So I, I just, this just popped on my Twitter. This dude, Mattress Mac, has now lost $9 bucks betting against Georgia in the last two title games. Yeah. Um, he better learn how to I, do know, something to help himself out at the end. <laughs> you know, I, I, I miss me with the TCU shouldn't have been there. They were the wrong opponent. You know what I mean? Like, they beat the hell out of Michigan. And, and, that and team that, last night would have beat Michigan the same way. That team last night would have competed with the 85 Bears. Like, they were just on think, fire. I, we need to see that team last night play against Joe Burrow, LSU Tigers. I, yeah. Like, I want to see that team last night play the 2000 Miami Hurricanes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You know, um, because I don't think any team would have been ready for them last night. They were on in all aspects of the game. You know, offense, defense, you know, they were doing everything they needed to do. And they just, every time there was a chance you could see TCU try to something, they shut it down. So, Georgia gets on the board quick. It's 10 nothing. Then they have a coverage bust. Duggan hits the receiver for the deep shot touchdown. And you're like, all right, man, these TCU kids have serious moxie. They're going to stay in this despite Georgia just looking that much better. And 
I mean, it was just a boat race from then on. I thought the biggest swing, and, and you're in the national title game. You're a two-touchdown underdog. There was one situation in the second quarter where TCU punted, where I think they just had to go for it, mm-hmm. um, which was perhaps a coaching mistake. I, I, I get you're I trying to – I don't think it was a coaching mistake. The coach knew we're not getting this damn first down. I'm well, not going to embarrass my team. Yeah, but, B, if you do that, then I want to say it was less than a minute left in the first half and TCU got the ball deep. Just run the ball three straight times and get to halftime and try to catch your breath. Instead, they have Duggan drop back. He throws the pick. Georgia scores again two plays later to, I think, make it 38-7 to at halftime. Hey, Jay. Like, if, if you're going to punt, then you got to just try if, to get to if, halftime, If it's dude. 31-7 at halftime or 38-7, they still going get to get the 65 points that second half. There's nothing I mean, they could have done about it. They were just in – they were in a position that that game last night where no matter what they tried, it wasn't going to work. Landfill always has funny lines in the show sheet. <laughs> so for the 10 a.m. segment, he wrote, TCU is terrible. Georgia wins 65-7, to and the over-under was 62.5. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew the over-under was going to be good. I just – I was on the wrong side of that thing. I did not think – I didn't, listen, I said we were getting out of here, I said it's going to either be a close one or a blowout. And it was. It, that, I think this is considered more than a blowout. I, this is that a, was an avalanche this is a ass kicking. Yeah, that is an avalanche. <laughs> That's a good term for it. Yes, avalanche. Um, the the way I looked at it, and I I made a couple bucks last night. This line was huge from Jump Street. I mean, I think it opened at twelve and a half, right, and got yep. to thirteen. I think it eventually got to fourteen, and everybody was betting TCU. They had the ticket count and the money count. And to me, I was just like, okay, I, I see a couple things happening here. The amount of cash going on TCU, Vegas should be dropping this number down. It should have gone down to 11 or 10, and they didn't want that. They wanted everybody to be enticed by two touchdowns on the magical horned frogs, and that was one factor. And then I just – TCU has been a great story all year, and they've had so many close wins – but Georgia's just a damn machine. That kid Bowers, how many tight ends in the in college football? Tight ends. Can you run a double reverse to? Hey, that dude can run. He played he played running back this year in high school. I mean, he's massive. Dude, I don't know how he played running, but he's bigger than Eddie George. <laughs> <laughs> he was a running back in high school. I, I get I can see why he got, he got a lot of uh, yards and got a lot of uh, highly recruited. If he was a running back, the rest of the kids like I'm not tackling him. He's listed at 6'4", 240. I'd take him, I'd take him over the 240. Runs a 4'5", dude. Mm. <laughs> I mean, what are we talking? Like, the size and speed of some of these guys. B, Stetson Bennett, it, 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 looking at those two quarterbacks last night, I think the whole world is rooting for Max Duggan over Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett, the fourth, is just like the ultimate rich kid name. But you know what? He shows up, and he's a baller. His play. story – he played. His story's super impressive. You know, All he that, ever wanted to do was be the quarterback at Georgia. We were having an argument just a while ago, uh, me and Drab. And Drab always got to argue about something with our team instead of stick with his damn Seattle Seahawks. We were arguing about, uh, you know, uh, Sam Howell. And I'm, I, look, I look at Sam Howell. I look at pe- people like, like Bennett. Everybody always doubt you. And if you are any kind of competitor, you could go and prove them wrong. Now, I'll say this, Stetson Bennett had a lot of people. He rolls in with a crew that can help him out more than other people have. Let's yeah, just say it sure. like that. Yeah. But the kid looks good. He throws the ball. Like, 
A lot of he's times, a lot quicker than you expect. He's quicker, and you see people wide open like uh, what's the kid? Lad McConaughey, McConaughey, or well, McConkie, maybe. Normally, people don't throw and hit those guys in stride. They normally throw it way behind them or way too far, and he hit it right in stride. You know, so I mean, let's just look at some the the kid. I mean, of all the. NFL prospects on that Georgia – the Georgia defense They lost is... 15 people to the NFL last year. <laughs> and then they still came out and they won the championship game by 58 points. <laughs> so B, if I, if I had – now, first overall pick's going to be interesting because it's the Bears and the uh, assumption is they're all in on fields. Um, I think the Bears end up trading out of there. I still think Bryce Young goes first to some quarterback needy team. We'll see what happens. But if I had the first overall pick and I was set at quarterback – I think I might take Jalen Carter over Will Anderson, man. That, that kid, Jalen Carter, is just a monster. I think defensively, Georgia's got arguably everybody on that field is going to be a pro. They uh, have, the starting defense. They have true freshmen that were starting, and his backup was a true freshman. Right. So how good are they going to be next year, year after next? The Offensively, now – Bowers stands out because of his size and his speed and his ability. He had seven catches for 152 yards and a touchdown, another two carries for 15 yards. Um, the kid, Lad McConkey, what a name. Five catches, 88 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he had a run for 14 yards. But, dude, I mean, the, the most intriguing NFL prospect as a receiver, the, the guy, Adane Mitchell, I think they call him AD. Yeah, man. Mitchell's, I mean, that, we, all, we all over the place, dog. <laughs> I mean, that guy is just, I, I want to say 6'4", he, he's probably, you know, 200 pounds, whatever. They'll get some weight on him. But, like, the speed, the, the leaping ability, I, I mean, goodness gracious, Look, dude. After watching De, uh, Devontae uh, Smith, well, yeah, Devontae Smith, let's stop worrying about the, uh, the size. If they playing in the SEC, they, they're big enough. <laughs> right, right. That's all I'll say um, about that. And, and his his ability on contested catches. How about that running back for Georgia, McIntosh? Yep. That, that dude is slippery, man. Mm-hmm. I, let's just run through some of these stats. So, Max Duggan has been a gifted runner all year. He's been dangerous with his legs all year. Last and, and unfortunately for him, sacks count towards your rushing total. Yeah. Last night he he carried the ball ten times for minus thirty eight yards. yards. <laughs> Poor kid was just getting his ass kicked the whole mm-hmm. game. Um, I, I mean, B, you want to talk about dominance? Georgia put up five hundred eighty nine total yards. TCU had one eighty eight. I'm surprised it wasn't higher. <laughs> Georgia ran for 254 yards and TCU had 36. See when you see when you see 65 points, I can I expect to see more yards, but they the defense did give them the ball with some short fields and things of that nature. So that's why it probably wasn't as high as it, it probably could have been. Yeah, I mean TCU turned the ball over three times. Um I mean Georgia had 32 first downs. <laughs> Dude, they were nine of thirteen on third down. <laughs> wow. Um Kirby Smart has has built exactly what he said he intended to do, and you know what's funny is a, a lot of times saying, they they gonna be hunting. He said we were the only hunters last night. <laughs> they were hunting, man. They hunting, um, bro. I think you know, looking at what Kirby has built down there, 
he was I think he was Saban's coordinator for a long time. Yeah, he, was he, watched, he watched how Saban built his team and I I I think it might be a little premature to announce the demise of Alabama, but Georgia's it right now, man. And I, I don't think anybody can argue. They're and, it right now, but Nick Saban was right there calling that game last night. And you know Nick Saban was not only being an analyst, he was doing some recruiting oh, like hell. Yeah. He was doing some uh some some scouting. He was making sure he'll know exactly what they like to go to, how they set up. Nick Nick coming back to deal with him again. Oh yeah. Well, and I, what happened to Saban? I wonder when it starts happening to Kirby. Eventually, you're going to start losing a ton of assistance. And yeah, yeah. I was really impressed by the. I, I've been really impressed by Georgia's offensive coordinator. And, and maybe some of it is you got that much talent, hell. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, let them do their thing. But Todd Munkin is his name. He's not like a young hotshot, but you got to wonder if, if Todd Munkin starts getting looks. I mean, dude, some of the – You don't have to be young to be innovative and creative. You have to be able to listen and learn. Like they say, you can't teach old dogs new tricks. Yes, you can. If right. an old dog want to stay around in this era of football – they have to learn new stuff. I'm looking at the man in Kansas City. I think Andy Reid's offense looks a lot like the high school offenses that you draw up. When you get in the huddle and you draw something in the dirt. If you could do that in the, in the pro level, these other guys better learn to figure it out. Because just like I was there, I was at the Army All-American game one year, and the guy was showing me the Humvees where they all have like the gun, guns on top and stuff. And he said, we recruit a lot of younger kids. We, we, this is the new the, the video game uh, generation. That's what we recruit. And when you get in the truck, it looks just like a video game. So if all the young kids come out with this, 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 this outlandish mindset and, you know, they want all the innovativeness, then you better start thinking like that or getting somebody to get you to their point because they're going to respond to it even better. Can't go with that rigid old school crap all the time. It ain't going to work all the time. Totally with you. I think some of the way, some of the creative stuff they did and and how, I mean, Georgia's loaded with these gigantic, incredibly athletic tight ends, right? So put them all on the field and figure it out. (laughs) There there are questions about Bennett's arm. I, I can't imagine there's that many questions anymore, but he put his quarterback in the absolute best positions Time after time after time. Some they of the, beat, the Bowers, they might just have better players than, than everybody. They go to Bowers more than any did I see anybody go to a one individual player in all the sports when they come down to throwing football so they throw it to that dude all the time. Like you said, double reverses, all types of things he does. And he's a tight end. Just right. when, when your player is better than everybody else's, you get the ball to him. I hope somebody listening over in uh, Ashburn, you can't tell me we got to go through the thing. If some, if your player's better than the others, you get the ball to him. Find ways. They do it in college. Yeah, I mean, look at what Kevin O'Connell's done with Justin Jefferson, right? Like, I, um, I, dude, and, and just quickly on TCU, they've had an incredible year. Um, I think all the TCU fans, there's this musician I love, John Bauman, that's a TCU guy, and he was posting last night. Like, 
I, I think you could be incredibly proud of the season you've had. Um, you ran into a buzzsaw last night. <laughs> like, everybody thought Michigan was going to be TCU, and that final would have been Georgia-Michigan. But see, right we, now, they're asking the question, how bad was the championship game result for college football? I don't think it was that bad. Everybody already says, and I, and I think people have to understand this, the SEC is the best division in football. But people always say, oh, they just top-loaded. Well, take the SEC top four or five and put it against whoever conference you want, top four or five. Let them play a tournament. I guarantee you that could, that, that could garner and generate tons of income. And yeah, I think I, the way it's set up now, see, the thing about LSU, I mean, about by, by, by the SEC, they've always had the speed. Other conferences started going for the speed. But they have speed inside. They have two dudes at 345 pounds. On the defensive line. How about when the kid and they're chased freshmen. down the backside early in that game? Yeah, but the, these dudes, the damn nose these two dudes are t- a true freshmen at 345. Six, what, six, seven was one of them? Come on, dude. It's like <laughs> they've been getting – I remember when um, – I forgot it was Ohio State played against uh, Florida State, I think, or something. Florida, Florida State. Florida. And Florida's defensive – I remember uh, that. Their linebacker – Ted Ginn took a house call in the first – Kickoff, yeah, but, but, and then Florida just beat the snot out of them. Yeah, the rest but of the watching game. the game, they were talking about the the guy that was the outside pass rusher. He ran four three seven, and there was nobody on Ohio State that ran four three anything. Your linebacker, your pass rusher runs four three seven, and nobody on the other team runs four three anything. That is where the SEC has always been. Now people are starting to go get some of those guys. But the SEC is still getting them. Now they're getting them and they're running four fours and four fives, and they weigh 10, 15 pounds more than your guy that runs four four and four five. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's it's what it is. And I think ultimately they, they, that's I, what I was just proven to me up. last night. The Georgia Bulldogs, I, I believe I counted this right, maybe I didn't. I think they have twenty five guys three hundred pounds or more. <laughs> they have they have a freshman offensive lineman. Jacob Hood from Nashville, Tennessee, who's 6'8", 350. They have a redshirt sophomore lineman who's from Jersey, Paramus Catholic, 6'7", 335. And that brisket down south, JP. <laughs> but, dude, they're recruiting the whole country. Well, I know. They, got a kid, they got a kid from L.A., 6'4", 330. Mm-hmm. They got a kid from Rhode Island, 6'7", 320. I mean, these are all old linemen. I haven't even gotten to the D-line. Yeah. They, they, when, they, when they want some people from outside, they, they go get some big guys. But a lot of them dudes are right homegrown, right around the areas. I mean, Jalen Carter, who uh, people could disagree with me. I think I'd take him ahead of Will Anderson from Bama. Uh, Jalen Carter, 6'3", 300. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck to everybody else. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm out in Ashburn. Going to be a busy day out here. We have... Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew, the commander's head coach and the commander's general manager, respectively, getting set to make their end-of-season press conference for really what's a disappointing season. And, and there were certainly some, some highs, but I, I, think, um, I think the lows of another late-season collapse, especially you, you don't beat the Giants in two games against them, and then you lose at home to the Browns in a must-win game where you made a questionable decision to, to, to change quarterbacks. Um, 
it, perhaps it's buttressed by an end-of-the-year win over the Cowboys that rightfully fans and, you know, I think fans and players were excited about. But you can look at that a couple different ways. It's awesome they won, but it's also disappointing that you proved you're able to beat Dallas, you're able to beat Philly, you're able to compete with Minnesota to the, to the whistle, and you lose to the Browns and, and yeah. the Titans, you know? And you got to look at the whole body of work. So let's, let's preview what we're expecting to hear from Ron and Martin here in a few minutes before we run let me tell you about cloakroom it's been nominated multiple times for the best overall gentlemen's club in the country and it just got even better located on k street northwest cloakroom is the first gentlemen's club in the u.s to have a sports book not not vegas not new york not miami right here in dc you can place wagers at traditional betting windows hopefully if you were betting last night you had georgia like me and not tcu like b they also have the kiosk if you wanted to go that route while you're enjoying the entertainment if you're not into that you go up to the fourth floor take the elevator private elevator up to the fourth floor hang out with me there's a beautiful year-round climate controlled rooftop sports book and lounge called the over under state-of-the-art retractable roof tvs showing all the nfl games all now we're getting into college hoop season hockey whatever you're into they got all the games they got an incredible bourbon selection all the food booze really good wings you can check it out cloakroomdc.com i'll be over there saturday for the grand opening don't go anywhere let's get into what we're going to hear from ron rivera call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Next. Landville, you know the rule. If you're going to play this song, we're going to let it play till it gets going. Beavis and Finley, 106.7 The Fan. All right, we are 29 minutes away from Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew end of season press conference. Yeah, you like that math, B? Handle that all on my own. Man, you probably use your calculator. Nah, I can handle 31 to the bottom of the hour. Okay. Um, Shout out to my guy Steve Taylor. I'm going to miss the pizza. That sucks, but I hope you guys – listen, I want – I want Landfill, Jeff, and B to know I got you guys set up with pizza today. So enjoy it, fellas. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know if you heard John Allen on with the junks this morning, B, um, but it was an interesting interview, and and John's been really good. Um, 
with them all year, and uh, I think it was I think it was Lurch Papa Jason Bishop asked Ja um, if he thought there was a chance for Sam Howell to be QB one for this football team next year, and I thought Allen's response was, was really good and really thoughtful. Um, he said, "I absolutely do." Um, he talked about what he saw from Allen as kind of the scout team guy, which I thought was really interesting because John kind of explained, and this is, if you've played sports, even like on a high school level, you, you know what this is. But to some people, it, it it may sound a little unconventional, but like John said, you know, Sam's running scout team and we're not allowed to hit him, but he's a rookie running scout team and, and we're going to push him around a little bit and bump him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's entirely normal. And I would add it's healthy. Oh, like, hell yeah. That, that's what should be happening. And and he said Sam handled it great and never backed down, but you know, never was a you know, was never over the top with anything, but he's like, man, we're trying to play to win. I'm trying to get better. And John said that attitude really impressed him. Um I, I think physically we can all kind of see that the skill set is there. The arm is there, mm-hmm. he's got good wheels. Physically he can do it. Now what does the maturation look like? What does the development look like? Those are real questions that we don't have the answers for. Um, and John, to that point, said, let's not be prisoners of the moment, which to me I'm hearing, hey, he looked good in one game at the end of the year, but he went 11 of 19. Like, I, I, let's not anoint anybody here. I, well, I thought that was anoint- the right tone. It's not about anointing anyone, and I think a lot of people like to just jump on stuff. And the problem that I have with so many people, whether you work in, in sports media or whatever, they always just look at what round the person is drafted in. I can give a damn about what round you drafted in. What I listen to is when the players talk about certain people. I, I would tell everybody, go back to the beginning of the season and listen to the enthusiasm when they talk about Heineke and even how now. The players tell you exactly who they know are performing in practice and who they believe in. They tell you that automatically. But what we, we, we most get caught up in, we get caught up in a certain person in the media says something because guess what? Said coach told him that. And that's why they try to push the other guy because that's what they want you to go with. But when the players are asked questions about certain people and they speak about it, that's where I get my, 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 my uh, information from for the most part. Because I know as a former player, when I saw something in practice and then I was asked a question Outside of practice, I had to be called in a couple of times and be told, hey, uh, we need you to answer that question a little different, a little better next time because you're going to have people asking us questions. I was like, look, man, they asked me my damn opinion. You see what I'm saying? Because yep. if I see you in practice and you are a starting quarterback and you suck, he Shula, and then I'm watching Gus Ferrat <laughs> throw the damn ball much better and doing all the things that make everybody excited, I'm going to be excited about Gus. I'm not going to be excited about Heat. You see what I'm saying? And I think yeah. when and then those type of things go down, and it happens over and over and over again. But people can argue. I don't care. I love people to argue with me about. So I just sit back and wait and see. You know how I am, Jay. Once I believe in, I believe in something. And when I know information, I know information. I'm not gonna sit up here and argue with you about it. But Sam Howell is a rookie. He's supposed. To, he's going to throw interceptions. Hell, Tom Brady throws interceptions. Patrick Mahomes right. throws interceptions. Dak Prescott yeah. sure throws them. Dak threw Whack a Prescott. ton of them. But ultimately, right. we, 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 we judge these rookies more harshly than we do the veterans. So, whatever Sam did in that game the other day, 
Only thing I was looking for is how he handled things. Was he looking at the right areas and throwing to the right people? And he did. He threw an interception. Hell, we saw more interceptions. On, he looked like the better quarterback on the field on Sunday. I can tell you that. So I think the ultimate thing is stop judging them. Just like when we judge, we judge young football players more harshly than we do a damn person who's a judge or a president or a governor, you know, or doctors and lawyers. But that's just life. That's how we've, we've become accustomed to doing things. Sam Howell well, did be, nothing no worse than any damn body else that started for Washington this year. I, I totally agree with that. I, I think you could put that performance up against that. His performance the other night, and this is a bad sign for quarterbacking in the nation's capital, but I, I think his performance the other night, they played 17 games. I think it cracks the top 10 and might crack the top eight, frankly. <laughs> I'd have to go back and look, but yeah. um, I'd have to look more specifically. Um, I, I I also think with Howell, and, and just kind of in general, draft position impacts how we judge people. He was a fifth rounder and didn't play till late in the year, so our expectations were pretty low, especially all nah. the words coming from the and for you, the words coming. You hear it and stuff, but there are people out here who are judging him as if. He was supposed to go out there and just light it up. 300 yards, 275. You know, he was supposed to throw oh, He only threw 19 passes. The coach only called 19 passes. What are he supposed to be? A, he's a fresh, uh, a rookie, and he's supposed to step out there and just audible every damn play and change it to a pass? No, that doesn't happen. It's, it's a whole process of what these first games are. They were trying to do what they've always done, run the ball and throw the ball and throw it. I think they did an effective job. Um, I like this from Tim, Submariner One. He says, prisoners of the moment. He just he just described the past twenty years of Washington. <laughs> um and that's because there there's been nothing steady, so all we have are moments. You yeah. know? I mean yeah. that's just the reality of bad football, bad ownership, bad organization for twenty two years. Um, I'll just say this to people. Stop being led by narratives and do and be uh, stop being so lazy. We've become lazy in this country and, 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 and especially in this area when it comes to this team. Don't let these narratives penetrate your mind. Start listening to the real uh, real information that comes out. You, you will know when a narrative is being presented. Jeff Walker, do not allow yourself to be penetrated. Do you understand? Hey, yo, JP, stop playing with me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we got to fight for that one. <laughs> that's so, dis- that's disrespectful. Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera is – I'm talking about narratives, Jeff. Jeez, get your head out of the gutter. Um, Ron Rivera is going to talk here pretty soon. Martin Mayhew is going to speak as well. Generally in these things, both men will kind of give an opening statement, and then from there they will start taking questions. And if I had to guess, this thing will be packed. You'll have – Every reporter in town, um, you know, all the TV stations, uh, like the all the national the media going to be here. Nah, right, that was it. a narrative, y'all. That was a narrative. <laughs> that, that is a narrative. <laughs> I imagine. I, no, I, I, I don't know. Um, when I walk in there, I'll text you, B. But I'm not expecting like I, I I'm oh, not no, expecting no, to walk in there and see Florio and Peter no King. Truth. You know, no, no truth right. to that one. No. Um. I have a list kind of – and so everybody understands kind of the 
the, the logistics, how this stuff plays out, is especially in the post-COVID world, press conferences have become much more buttoned up than they used to be. And, and I think it's just kind of a result of everybody got used to doing this on Zoom. Um, you still have scrums like post-game and some post-practice, but it's nothing's like it used to be when it was kind of way more Wild West. So I expect this thing today, everybody's going to be seated. Um, they'll be passing a microphone around, and, and most people will get two questions each. That's kind of the normal procedure. Um, so you don't get a lot of follow-ups. I also don't think this is going to be like a heated exchange today, frankly. Um, I don't think many people are expecting a ton of changes. Um, but I, I have a list of questions I want to ask uh, of Ron and Martin. Um, I won't get to ask all of them, but, you know, I, I'll get to ask some, and I think other people will probably ask plenty of them. Um, but I want to run through my list with you, B, and see if there's anything you think should be added or amended or changed. Um, one person I don't have questions for, and, and I think you'll find this interesting, Brian, <coughs> is when, when you're talking about questions, is often because you have doubts or, or you're at least unsure where something is going. When I think about buying or selling a house, I don't have doubts. I'm not unsure of it because I know I would go with John Leahy and his team. You definitely you go to John because he has repeat clients because he gives you repeat results. Edward and Christina had used John before and they in the, two times before in the past, and they were returning for a third time to get their home in Clarksbury, Maryland, so because they were building their new forever dream home. They needed the equity from the current home to close on the new one, and the timing was critical. No problem for a marketing machine like John and his team. In a slower market, John's proven selling home selling system got them multiple offers and got the home sold right on time for $685,000. Everett and Christina knew they had made the right call. We're talking about John Leahy and the Fine Living Group of EXP Realty. You go to johnsellsdmv.com and find out your home's value in just seconds. It only takes a few seconds to request an instant cash offer on your home at johnsellsdmv.com also. John offers your flexible fees, customized to your needs, and he knows that life happens. So if needed, John will let you out of your contract at any time. How does he do it, you ask? Because he's got a deep bench of buyers in waiting, more than 10,000 buyers ready to buy. He'll have your home sold before you even know it. Call John today, 301-900-3052. Go online to johnsellsdmv.com, or what's even easier, just Google John Leahy Group and start packing. Okay. I'm joking, man. I could care less. <laughs> Damn, Mike falls I, all the time. I, I, I just don't understand how it keeps getting unscrewed. Because I know I don't turn it at all. I just get right here and talk. But it falls all the time. And then when you look, you can see someone has to unscrew that thing for it to fall. We live in a weird world, B. Who are, I'm gonna find <laughs> out, I want to find out who comes in the studio when we're not here so I can start checking them. Because they always it, leave stuff all over the damn place. I know who it is. I, or I, have a, I don't know, but I have a guess. Well, tell His me. name starts with L and ends in L. Oh, Linnell? Well, I'm That's gonna my tell, guess. Uh, He's a slob. No, nah, but I don't think Linnell's over this way. No, I think he was on. I'm almost positive he was on our air last night because my boy Mitch Tischler was listening to him and said, had some comments. It was entertaining. Okay. Um. Oh. I can tell you about the comments off there. He and I are gonna have a conversation. Um, all right, we're gonna we're gonna go quick here because Ron and Martin are about to get started. Um, my questions, and, and you tell me where you would go, B. I want to talk about QB one. Yep. I want to talk about how they're gonna rebuild this offensive line. Definitely. I want to see what positions have they identified that they need to work on this offseason. I would love to hear that too. 
I want to know what, if any, staff changes are to be expected. And there's always staff changes in the NFL. That, that happens. Yeah, I mean, I think there's always changes. And I think if you keep rolling out everything the exact same way, you're telling everybody that everything's good. When we already seen the results, so we know it's not all good. I believe I, I want to know how they intend to approach free agency in this offseason because, you know, last wow. year they were, they, they were pretty quiet. You preach it to, you preach it to the choir now, brother. We loving it. Go ahead. Um, and when you approach free agency, when are you going to take care of some internal stuff to create some cap room, particularly the Carson Wentz situation? Yeah. That, that, that's the top of the list. Yep. Um, <laughs> CK just texted. I love it. Uh, my, I, my, my thoughts have been confirmed, Brian. Um, <laughs> well, but more than anything, mm-hmm. I want to know how potential ownership changes will impact Ron and Martin's ability to do their job this offseason. Mm. That, that, because B, normally by now, they would have met with ownership. Yeah, I like would, that would have happened yesterday. I would think ha- that if has if, it happened, I would think that with a new ownership possibly coming, or even old ownership, you should be trying to be impressive. And I'm talking about impressive in a way where you're making decisions that are helping, not hurting. And I think that that should be able to work. If you got to do something drastically that you have never done before, then guess what? That's not who you are. And I think people will see it. So ultimately, for me. New ownership coming in, but you don't know when that's going to happen. So you got to act as if nothing is going to happen. And if you are trying to improve improve this team, please tell us how it's going to go. You know, I don't think no one can be saying, "Well, you know, moving forward, I can't do nothing because I don't know if the new ownerships will agree with it or not agree with it." You need to be. You don't know when that could go into effect, so you have to be making all your moves to make this damn football team better. Because as a point, listen, they got better talent. But overall, this talent is not coming together and playing, like, all the time together. You know, they, they got offense one week, defense the next week. You know, uh, defense not this week, and then the offense not uh, going to play the next week. All this different stuff. We need to figure out how we can get the majority of this squad to play consistently all the time. And the coaching has to be on point as well, more consistently than just to play. And one thing you point out all the time, you hit the ground running faster. Don't yeah. start two and four. Yeah, I'm with that. And I think that, and see, this is the thing. I've always heard, I hear coaches saying it all the time, and I think it's become this great cliche of, like, you win in the offseason. Okay, but if you win in the offseason, then I need to have more intensity. Uh, and I'm not saying tackle people, but I need more intensity men- mentally and physically in the offseason so when we get to training camp and stuff, it seems like we've really been doing some stuff. I One thing I truly despise and hate, when I see people get into week one, two, three, four, and they don't know what the hell to do. You've been doing this stuff since April. That troubles me. All right, let's do this. We're going to break now, so we're ready. You will hear the full Ron Rivera-Martin Mayhew press conference live right here on 106.7 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 